Welcome to the Life as an Observer podcast. My name is Ryan Bean. I am your host in self-observation. This podcast is an exploration of physical and non-physical self through discussion around yoga, meditation, self-improvement, self-realization, and practices that elevate the mind-body-soul connection. Let's start observing. Today on Life as an Observer, I get the unique opportunity to speak to Ryan Lokeets, a spiritual mindset coach, a author, a yoga instructor, an amazing manifesting coach. She is the author of the book, The Universe is My Sugar Daddy, and really we go into detail about how to bring things into our life, how to find alignment when we're feeling a little frustrated or trying to bring in abundance that is really rightfully ours, but we don't know how to achieve it. We don't know how to receive it. We go into some of the details and tools on how to bring these things closer to your life and really how to start a practice of meditating. At the very end, Ryan leads us into a beautiful manifestation meditation. I'm really looking forward to sharing today's episode with you with Ryan Amber Lokeets. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. It is good to see you. It has been forever since we've chatted or talked except for socially, and I'm really happy to get to see you. I mean, our listeners are not going to be able to to see, but you have the world behind you, which is really amazing and kind of a a really great concept to think about, like the world is behind you, right? So Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I kind of chose this background. We've got a virtual Zoom background is what we're talking about here. Um, And I chose this because the theme of all my work kind of spirals from this idea that the universe is our sugar daddy. So this is like my virtual representation of the universe behind me, just so that you always know that that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Well, I'm here with Ryan Lokeets, and she is a spiritual mindset coach and manifestation expert and author of her new book, The Universe is My Sugar Daddy. I have a copy of it um, in my copy. I'll show you, but it has like little, you know, <laughs> the little tabs that say read here and look here. And um, I wanted to start <clears throat> our discussion today with something that's early on in the book, but it's a, a quote here that says, the universe is always here for us as long as we're listening. And I like that it's as long as we're listening because the universe is always listening, right? Uh, there's there's no there's no time in where where we're not being listened to, so it's our job to return that listen. And for those who maybe have a uh, not an understanding of the universe, will you tell us who is the universe? Who is it? The universe. Oh, it's that all encompassing energy that connects all of us, all of us living and non living beings. If you think about it, and you want to say it in a more religious term, you can call it God, you can call it source in a you know less religious way, but essentially, we are all connected. And so for anybody who maybe and this is also kind of going on a little bit of a side tangent here but i experience a lot of people who have a lot of spiritual trauma from growing up in certain religions and i talk a little bit about my own spiritual trauma in this book as well but something that i find is that some people don't like to use the word god because they're like oh this is like a guy in the sky who's like going to judge me and send me to hell while on the other hand when you think about the universe or source with like this all-encompassing loving energy that connects all of us 
it kind of comes in a little bit more gently and we can really begin to utilize the waves of the universe and that infinite energy source to create the life that we want here in this time space reality so that we can you know begin to listen to that guidance and just follow that lead so the universe is is that energy that's out there and and you know many many of us like you and i we've we've gone through iterations of not only exploring what is universe but almost pushing it away at times because we've found frustrations and we're like i don't want to hear that because the the common uh at least in schools is taught work hard and you'll get to where you want to be you need to you know bust your butt you need to work hard you need to go to college you need to get the job you need to and we're we're kind of set into that routine and rhythm that that is where our abundance lies and in your book you talk about something different you talk about our relationship with money and and how it is not what we were taught can you tell me a little bit about how most people's relationship is with money and what you would say is a better relationship to have with money. So I love what you said right there. It's really like that no pain, no gain mentality. Like life is hard and you have to do it the hard way. And it's like, really, who invented that? Who created that? Because at the end of the day, you never really have to work hard at all. You will have to put in work. But if it's something that you love, if it's something that's aligned for you, at the end of the day, it's just going to be aligned work. You're not going to feel drained by it. It's not going to be something that takes away from your own energy. And if you can just follow your heart and uh, see that what you truly desire is what's meant for you, you will find the least resistance going towards that path and finding the things that bring you the most joy and are the most rewarding if you believe that you can be rewarded for that. Because I've noticed that a lot of people also say, well, I could be happy or I could have money. And there's not really an either or, you know, who said that we can only be one or the other. And so when we really challenge these beliefs and we say, okay, well, who really did say that? And we start to think about the reality of it. The reality is we can have it all. We just have to believe that. And so it's about learning this new way, but also unlearning the old way. So, yeah, so that the old way is, is, is built around a, a lifetime of conditioning um, a lifetime of walls that we build up. And I mean, you as a yoga instructor, I'm sure have talked about this, that, the, that those walls that we build up are just easily knocked down utilizing tools. I mean, you know, we, we need our tools and we can knock the walls down. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a lot of tools you talk about in, in your book that will maybe help people start to go in that direction because I'm, I'm trying to shift into like the, the mind or the, the experience of someone who doesn't believe that this is for them. They believe that we need to work hard and I'm barely getting by now. How am I going to believe that all this money that's out there in the world is not meant for me if I don't work hard? And so you talk a little bit about small shifts just by simply using gratitude and I want to hear about that a little bit in the way that you use um, gratitude journals and some other tools that you use to um, for rituals, the gratitude rituals and things like that, that will help. I know they talk about them in the books. So you don't want to give away everything, but there is some tools that we can use to help those who are maybe stuck in nine to five, waiting for the bonus, waiting for the commission check, hoping, and how do they come into the present and really be able to feel the universe working for them? Mm, That's a really good question. You know, I feel like 
think about it like where they are, the, the person who is feeling very stuck. You can't go from stuck to unlimited freedom. That's too, just too far of a jump, right? To go from like, I'm freaking stuck to going like, I can have everything, right? So we just have to take small baby steps. And something that we talked about is that the universe is always here for us as long as we're listening. I recently had people saying like, how can I communicate with my spirit guides? And it's not that they're not communicating with you. It's that we have to strengthen our own internal muscle of finding gratitude in things, finding our other ways out because we feel like we're stuck. We feel like we're limited. We feel like this is the only way we have to work hard. But then when we start practicing and strengthening that, that um, like that muscle, like I said, we can then begin to see that there are more opportunities and there are more ways and that we can do this. And it does usually for me or in my spiritual journey, I know everyone's journey is different for me. It started with gratitude and just by, instead of being like, I hate this freaking job that I have to sit here all day long, maybe saying, well, at least I have a job. At least I get to support my family. I'm grateful that I have these small things and I have my, my arms, my legs, my breath and coming back into this present because just by doing that practice alone, of becoming present and becoming more grateful in the present, you'll, your awareness will begin to expand. And then you'll begin to see, uh, you'll begin to shift your energy. And as you begin to shift your energy, you'll be able to see more opportunities and more opportunities will become present to you that you did not see before. It's not that they were never there. It's just that you weren't able to see them. That's so, how, so, so, so how do we begin to see them? I mean, so what, what are some of the, like talk about a gratitude journal a little bit, someone who doesn't write a, a journal at all, um, how do we begin to see them? You start with, I am grateful for blank because I am grateful for blank because, and it can start with something as small as your hands. I'm grateful for my hands because, and take a moment to think about, I have a friend that I uh, knew growing up um, in like my teenage years and she was born with um disformed thumbs and so they cut off her point, pointer fingers and put them in placement of thumbs i personally think they're so cute she has the cutest hand she only has four fingers on each hand but when you think about what she must have experienced growing up you know i i know growing up i just wanted to fit in right and imagine from her perspective her just wanting to fit in having four fingers on each hand so we really have so much to be grateful for and um it just takes a perspective shift to understand that we do have so much even though it feels bad or whatever, it really is just our perspective. There are so many other people in this entire planet that have so much less than us, people from different countries who don't have the ability to even listen to this podcast right now, who don't have a smartphone or access to a public library to be able to get on the internet and hear these words. So when we think about it like that, there really is so much that we can be grateful for. And so just by bringing that awareness back inward, instead of saying everything around me sucks to saying, you know what, there are good things in this moment. And by practicing finding the good things in the moment, that will raise your vibration. And then you'll begin to notice the other good things that are coming. And it'll bring more good things in. Because what you manifest is not what you want. You manifest what you are. And what vibration you're kind of holding on the inside is what will come back to you. So by focusing on the good things, more good things are inevitably going to continue to come your way. Yeah, I, I talked in a, in a previous episode about starting <clears throat> the day with gratitude just in your bed. So saying, ah, I'm in my bed and this feels comfy. 
I'm grateful for that. Ooh, I like this pillow and I like, ooh, my dog is sniffing me now. I'm very grateful for her. And and you start to make your way instead of like, I'm grateful for all the things that are coming. I think that is a, a big jump too. I think that saying going from zero to hero is is really not all that possible. You know, like, hey, I'm just going to be grateful and a million dollars is going to come my way. Well, probably not. That's a big jump, but we can begin you be to be grateful for the $1 first. Yeah. Yeah. And then It'd be the $5 like... and then the $10. Yep. And then, and then they just, then, they, and then it starts to flow in a way. And since I started this practice, I've noticed that I do something a little bit different. Now, I've been practicing law of attraction stuff for, for many, many years, actually, since even before you and I even met, I, I was, you know, talking, uh, you know, the, the concepts of Abraham Hicks and Bob Proctor and, and some of, some of the things that they talk about. And, what I found was creating resistance in my own life was looking at my bank account, like mm-hmm. constantly looking at it, you know, where you get into your app on your phone or, and you look to see how much money's there and where money is moved. And if that transaction went through and if they charge you too much. And I think that we create this resistance around money out of a fear-based principle and that, 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 that it's going to run out, that it's going to mm-hmm. run out. And I think that we can change that narrative, change that narrative to something that is more sustainable in the way of our abundance continuing to flow. So talk to me about the, the, the effect our narrative has, not only on our abundance, but on our love life, on our jobs. Mm-hmm. Talk, if you can, tell me a little bit about the narratives that you help your clients with in shifting so that they create a new mindset? Oh, absolutely. Thank you. That's such a great question. I even talk about this in my book about how you are writing the story of your life. You're writing the story of your life. And by writing this as, oh, I'm a victim and this thing got me down and this is so horrible and I just hate my job and I'm so stuck here. What you're creating is more of that because at the end of the day, whether you believe it or not, you are creating your life. You are. And so that is a story that can easily be shifted. Um, I talk about a story about when I was 18 years old and I got arrested and it was just like such a hard time for me. And I have so many like things that kept happening and it was bad, bad, bad news, right? But when I turn around and I flip that perspective, I understand that I can say it in a different way. Now I look at that story and I say, wow, I learned a lot from that time. I grew a lot in that time. And I had people here supporting me the whole time that never let me starve. You know, and like out of all my experiences, it could have been way worse. And so from that perspective, I then get to create a new story for everything else in my life. You know, we can say I'm either stuck here or I can choose to find new ways or like this thing got me down, but I always stood up 10 times stronger. If every time life knocks you down and you always get back up, then you're just going to continue to thrive. And I think that's what makes a really big difference between successful people and people who are not finding success in their life. It's not because successful people have never failed. It's because they've fallen and fallen and fallen, but they always get back up. You know, most of these millionaires out there, they have had like hundreds of failing businesses, Yeah. but they've only had a couple that have succeeded and taken them places, but it's everybody else who sees a failure and then they take it in as a failure. And then they go cry about it for 10 years and say, well, you know, 
Uh, I hurt my leg in high school and that's why I couldn't do professional football and I was meant to go places. And now here I am not doing that. And it's like, that's the story that they've written for themselves instead of saying, well, that didn't knock me down. I chose to go Mm -hmm. a different path. And this path was way more abundant, had way more opportunities than that path ever was. Yeah, I think um, Carnegie is who it it is, talks about about that a lot in his experience with like uh, with Henry Ford and with Thomas Edison and he talks a lot about that in in the in, in his book, really about all the failures that that led up to it, and even his own failure in in a way where it was like I I needed to to, to sweep floors and I needed to just be where those who have the same vibration that I want are existing, you know, and so not just the vibration of the universe, but also the vibration of the people that are around us. Because I think that, you know, the, the, the neurons, the, the, the fire, they wire, right. And they wire together. And even if it's in another person, we're still in this universe where there's neurons firing and there's energy matching. And I mean, I felt it, you know, when you get in a, you walk into a room when someone's been arguing or someone is upset or, you know, whatever that is. But yeah. So, you know, in, in Napoleon Hill's book, he talks, you know, in Think and Grow Rich, he talks about Carnegie and he talks about his successes and then talks about Thomas Edison. And I never thought I would read that book. I, I really thought it was like, a, I thought it was a, a instant overnight success kind of book, you know? And I, I was like, I don't want these like get rich quick things. I want like actual science-based, you know, information. And then of course I started listening to Bob Proctor and then Bob Proctor talks about Napoleon Hill. And I'm like, okay, if Bob's talking about it, I'm going to go ahead and read this. And that book has changed my life. It's changed the way that I look at things and the way that our, that our narratives, I like that you, you write about the narrative of fear being the absence of love and Mm -hmm. Not the absence of love for others, but the absence of love, I think, mostly for ourselves, you know, that we're fearing growth. Yeah, love in general, just like love as that light source, that energy. You know, the way that I see it is if you're feeling fearful, that's because you're not having faith. When you look at your bank account and you're like, oh, crap, how am I going to make rent in 70 days? Right. That's 70 days away. That's a long time, you know. Yeah. I guess you don't pay rent every 70 days, but that was kind of an exaggeration. But we choose to see it. What, and it's an unconscious choice at first. We choose to see fear. We choose to see it with that perspective of, oh, crap. Instead of saying like, oh, well, we still got this much time or, oh, that's plenty of time for a miracle. Yeah. Saying, oh, this is a great opportunity for me to have more faith and to trust the process. Well, since I've gone into that, that process, I, I don't look at the bank account the way that I have. And I, and I now, whether I have a lot of money or very little, I don't worry about it because it always ends up working out and money always seems to be there. And especially now in the time of digital currency, you know, I, I just started investing in cryptocurrencies and playing around with Bitcoin and, you know, some other, you know, Ethereum and Litecoin and all these other things, because in a way that is kind of the currency of the universe. It doesn't really need to exist in paper because every transaction that we do, including your rent most of the times is never really a currency based transaction. It's, you know, I don't say, cause I can buy, 
something on online in India or in Europe, and then it converts it for me. I can use PayPal to, to transfer money to somebody in Australia and they receive it and it gets converted. And so there's no real like, I don't have $1,000 for rent. It's more like I have this currency that's everywhere and we never know how it's going to come to us. I'll tell you a story and I'm sure you have several of them like this, but there was a time where I was doing some deliberate creation and I've, uh, I haven't really told that my audience about deliberate creation, but doing something called focus wheels. And I know you're familiar with them. And it was just about unexpected money coming. It was more of like, um, maybe a challenge to the universe. Not that I was doubting the universe in any way, but I wanted to, I wanted to go, okay, go ahead and surprise me universe. Show me what's up. So I, I created a focus wheel that was about unexpected money is here. I just said it in the present moment, unexpected money is here. And then I surrounded that thought or my journal with things that are true. Like I love receiving it. I love paying my bills on time. I love having a full fridge. I love going on dates. I love being able to pay for things, new toy, whatever. And it wasn't more than a couple weeks later that I received uh, some mail and it was a check from my, from, from Jeep, you know, cause I paid off my Jeep. Mm-hmm. And I paid too much. And so they'd sent me, it was about, I don't know, it was like $600 or something. And I just, I remember looking back at that focus wheel going, oh my gosh. Like I, I, could, I, I knew this was coming, but I didn't think about that it was coming because if I would have mold on it, like where's that unexpected money? I think I would have pushed it away. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have happened. And so I think that we need to create that get rid of that ne- that narrative of fear and create the narrative of just abundance mindset. And I'm sure that's what you talk to your clients about is just like, just believe, just send it out there and believe. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's a, a hard process to, to, to get people doing that. So we have to use the tools. We're going back to the tools. And one of the major tools that you talk about is meditation. And I'm actually at the end of this, I'm going to have you lead us in a meditation. I'm giving you a heads up, just a, a oh, small, nice. a, a small mindset meditation, but Talk to me a little bit about um, meditation and its role in communicating to the universe. Ooh, so perfectly worded. So meditation is really about surrendering to the present moment, because when you think about it, the only time that exists is right now. Right. Right now. We don't have to worry about what we have to do tomorrow to get that money to pay rent the next day. We really don't. Right now, all we need to focus on is this present moment. And so by meditating, you kind of surrender to that present moment and you allow yourself to create space between your thoughts. And it's just a practice that grows over time. And you may or may not see immediate uh, results from meditation. For me, I feel like a year later after meditating consistently, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel amazing. Um, aside from like the calmness that you can get from a meditation in the moment. um, You know, there's a lot of different benefits to it. And I will say that if you are one of those people who really want to dive very, very deeply into your spiritual journey, then definitely, definitely incorporate a meditation practice daily, whether it's five minutes a day or 20 minutes a day, you know, don't feel like you have to do an hour a day to make it things change and shift and happen for you. Um, I feel like during my spiritual journey, I knew the whole time, like I should be meditating, but I never was because I was so um, scared of what was inside. And so by meditating, we do spend that time going inward to kind of just 
partially reflect, but a lot of time it's just stepping in between the thoughts. When a thought comes in, you just let that thought float right out of your mind without judgment, without fear, without resistance. You just let it go, knowing that if it's important, it'll come back. And knowing that um, if you don't need it, there it goes. Goodbye. And um, it really just helps you to get into a peaceful state of mind. I like to talk about really relaxing your shoulders, relaxing the jaw, the tongue, the space between the eyeballs, the eyebrows and the actual eyeballs in the sockets. Because if you think about it, how much of our day are we really spending uh, straining our eyes? And when we can really, really focus on relaxing every single piece of us and surrendering to the moment where there's no anxiety thoughts, no, no anxious thoughts, no stress, where you're just present and you're saying, universe, I trust in this moment that we're just going to sit here and that's it. It brings a lot of peace in the immediate. And I like to use meditation to help me combat whenever I'm feeling times of like, Oh, I need to check my bank account. And I'm having that fear and that stress. I read a really good book by um, Richard Dots called money dollars flow to me easily. And it's really good. It talks about using meditation, like uh, multiple times throughout the day to come back to that peaceful state. Because if you think about it, abundance is infinite just like the energy of the universe, it's infinite. And so if you're having a hard time kind of like grasping that concept, just know that everything is connected. And the only illusion is the illusion of separation between our bodies and between between the screen and between the headphones that are going, you know, uh, in between this communication, but we really are one infinite energy. And by telling the universe, like, I want more money, it's like you're telling somebody I love you and the other person saying I love you times infinity and you saying I love you infinity times two and they're like, no, you can't say infinity times two, because infinity is infinity. So sometimes we ask the universe for crazy things and the universe is like, I am infinite and you are me. So you are infinite. So stop asking, just be present and just be grateful right now because you are infinite. You have everything that you need right now, whether you believe it or not. And so, yeah, I kind of went on a tangent there, but I think that answered the question. <laughs> no, it, 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 it does. You know, we, I think that, that we, that abundance or love or um, opportunities, all those things are unlimited and it's based upon your mindset. So as a mindset coach, you know, you, I'm sure you, you talk about that and, and in, in your book, um, you know, universe is my sugar daddy really that kind of talks about you know, thinking of the universe as that person holding the money or that place holding the love or holding that kind of placeholder for what you're looking for from the universe is kind of like, think about it in a very tangible way saying, if I had a very rich uncle, if I had a very rich, you know, friend, if I had this, how would I feel and how would I see that abundance coming? And it's the same concept saying, don't, don't upset your sugar daddy. Don't, 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 mm -hmm. don't ignore, don't upset the universe by asking for things that are not possible. Like don't, don't, um, go too far. Don't ask for millions of dollars. Just be like, Hey, I need 10 bucks, you know, or whatever, you know, something that's, that's, that's very, um, easily. And even, even that be very kind of general in what you're asking rather than specific, you know, cause when, when we get super specific, I guess I'm going to ask you that as a question, but, I, I've heard in Abraham Hicks talk about it. When we get too specific, um, we our expectations are actually um, what cause us suffering. Our expectations of that specific thing coming. So what do you say to those who are like, I need this to survive and you're telling me to go general. Uh, but I really want him to fall in love with me. You know, whatever that is. What do you say to those that are, that are needing an extra push into the universe? 
Well, I do want to say that it's good to be specific to an extent, right? Um, you didn't say I want uh, unexpected or I have unexpected money from my Jeep, right? You didn't right. say from my Jeep, but you didn't know where it was coming. And that's why the universe was able to deliver you $600 instead of just 20 bucks, right? You said, I want unexpected money to do all these things. Can you fill up your whole fridge and take people on dates and buy new toys with 20 bucks? Like, not really. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not enough to do all of those things. So you did get specific in all the things you were going to use it for. You gave that energy a purpose, a reason. Like, you were able to buy yourself something nice. You were able to do the things that you said you wanted to do with mm -hmm. that money. And I think that's why that amount came to you is because you gave it a purpose with some specificity. But if you were to say, like, yeah, I want it from this source, Right. For example, let's just say I want it from teaching yoga or creating like a workshop that I want all this money to come from. The universe would feel limited because uh, you didn't know you were going to get that money from Jeep, did you? No. Right. You didn't, had no idea. And this isn't the first time that this has happened. I actually have really growing up, never heard of getting money back from certain like, um, you know, organizations like Jeep and stuff. But like, I did this manifest mega motherfucking money challenge a couple of months ago in September. And I had a girl who did the challenge and she was like, Oh my gosh, I thought I was going to have to pay on my car, but the car company actually paid me. And so mm -hmm. we can't really, and we can't, uh, we can't expect where the money's going to come from because the universe is so much more creative than we are. And the universe has so much better ideas than we have, no matter how smart and brilliant and, you know, creative we can, we think we are, the universe has so much more and so many more opportunities. So by really just surrendering the way of how it's going to happen and knowing what you stand for, right? If you were to just be like, I want unexpected money and you didn't say really what you were going to use it on, you may have gotten unexpected money and a leak in your tires, right? You And I see it happen all the time where people like save up emergency money and then they get the money and emergency comes and takes their money right away. So it is important to be semi-specific, but also not saying I need it to come from this one source. What I realized in my own personal journey is that when I started opening myself up to having abundance in multiple ways, I used to do full body waxing. I still teach yoga. I can still do eyebrows. And when I started saying like, I can get money from doing this or selling doTERRA oils or da, 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 da. And I opened it up. Then I started making more money in my coaching business because I wasn't fully stressing on getting all the money from that one source. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it is about really opening up to possibility. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I found that that happens and maybe I'm sure a lot of listeners probably also with the, with 2020 being a year of change for the way everyone does business. Uh, um, there's very few people are like, yep, nothing changed for me. Kept, kept doing the things we'd always done. And we had to recreate, experiment, fail a few times and, and then come out on top with, with new with new tools. Even this podcast is something that's come from change was evident, you know? And so I think that we need to understand that not only is the world evolving and changing, but we are never the same either. I don't, I don't, there's not one, I mean, maybe you can go a couple of days of being sort of the same person, but you're not going to go year after year being the same you. And I think that that's key in really keeping, um, down that path. And maybe that's why a lot of, a lot of people fail in their, in their career paths or they're unhappy. I fail is maybe not the right way, but unhappy in their career paths, because at one point, hoorah, let's do this. I'm really happy to be doing this job. And then over time, it becomes a stagnant energy in their life, something that they have to do rather than something they want to do. And, mm -hmm. 
And so we, we, we learn from our meditation practice. If we are quiet, and Ram Dass talks about it, the quieter you are, the more you can hear. And we hear the stuff that I like to call inspired action. You know, when we, we come out of meditation and it's not always like a loud booming, you know, God voice in your ear, it might just be simply like, I need to turn left on the way home, or I'm going to stop by this restaurant, or I'm going to, and that's, I, I believe that is the universe guiding me saying, and delivering that opportunity to you. Yeah. It's like, turn left, dude. I'm going to deliver something really amazing to you. Or I remember when I was looking for a, a, a tiny house and I ended up buying a bus, but I didn't know how I was going to get that bus. Um, I had no idea. And I remember doing it in a focus wheel. And all of a sudden I went on to Craigslist in Clearwater, Florida, which I don't ever go on to Craigslist and I'm never in Clearwater, Florida, but I just happened to be sure enough. I was inspired to open it up and there where was this bus for sale. And, you know, I'm getting ready to do a very similar activity even today with a, an, another opportunity. And I think that having those tools is, is key because otherwise we talk ourselves out of our own manifestation. Mm-hmm. We talk ourselves out of it. And I, you, you see it so often where it's like, I want a new job, but I could never have that job. I want a new, a new partner, but I could never have a partner as good as that. Right. And so we talk ourselves out of it. And I think that we need to um, have a few tools. So like your gratitude journal is a great way. Um, using focus wheels is another um, great way. What is something else that you, that you suggest that people do when they start getting, going down that road of negative self-talk to turn it around? What do, you, what do you encourage your clients to do to turn it around and create a vibration that is conducive of receiving? Um, you know, it's interesting. There's a couple of different tools that came to mind. And usually when you're going down one of those like rabbit holes of negative self-talk, the only thing that you can do is like switch back into a high vibration in order to save your manifestations, right? Because essentially, whatever we are creating is going to be based off of our internal vibration. So there's a couple different tools that come to mind, one of which is journaling, just straight up get your journal and brain dump journaling all the way out. Another thing you can do is you can literally talk to yourself. What talking to yourself is crazy. Well, you know what, you have all the <laughs> answers that you seek within you. I'm going to say that again, all the answers that you seek are already within you. And so we just have a hard time listening to ourselves a lot of times, too. So by talking to yourself, by journaling it out, or um, I like to use a technique called EFT, emotional freedom technique. It's talking about tapping on the energy points of the body to release stagnant energy or negative emotions. And um, it's a really good tool to help you move from a low vibration back into a neutral vibration so that you can then reset and start over on a clear mind. You know, they say, was it really a bad day or was it a bad 10 minutes that turned into a bad day? Like yeah. you chose yeah. to let that 10 minutes ruin your day versus saying, okay, cool. Brushing my legs off from that fall and I'm just going to move on. Yeah. Yeah. I think our, uh, uh, our vibration is also, in the things that are around us, um, you know, not just the people, but also where we live. And I, and I, I believe you talk about it in, in one of your chapters about changing the vibration where you live as a catalyst to changing the vibration within you so that you can connect to it. Can you talk a little bit about that, about how, like, if, if you're feeling that negative 10 minutes, shifting the energy in your home, 
shifting the space so that you can feel more in alignment to receive? What are some things that you would do to, to shift the environment? Oh my gosh, Ryan, I used to be the messiest person ever, but it wasn't because I was like, you know, a terrible person. I just was like cleaning for why, for who, for what, like I live here. So, you know, screw it. And (laughs) realizing that, um, you know, money loves energy and abundance loves energy and opportunity, you know, it's all energy. So when you have all these like stagnating, uh, cluster fuck corners in your house and like nowhere to create anything beautiful it really does stagnate your flow. So what I would say is to really make sure that you take some time to say like, where do I want to create? Like, is this my desk? Okay, this is my desk. Why is there all this paper here? Let's get rid of all this. Let's sort this. Let's go ahead and clean up in our physical environment what we, where we're going to be because where, uh, where energy flows, money will go. And then that also leads me to patching up our subconscious loops Uh, closing our subconscious loops and patching up our energetic leaks. That's kind of on a more of a mindset thing, but it's all connected, right? It's very full, full circle, how um, we can clean up our physical environment and create space for more energy to flow. But in our mind, um, I want you to think about if you had like a computer with a hundred tabs open, like how freaking slow is your computer going to be running? I literally taught a workshop the other day on Thursday and I didn't realize that I had the freaking slideshow running in the back of my computer, (laughs) two, two slideshows. I I like tried to do it and it didn't work and I did it again. So it was running like on a separate, uh, you know, desktop monitor or whatever in the back of my computer. I'm like, why is my computer so freaking slow? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's because I have these two slideshows open. I had to close them and I'm like, wow, a whole new computer almost. Like, (laughs) And so when you think about all the things that are in the back of our mind, that are open, all these subconscious loops that we haven't closed, like, oh, I need to pay that ticket, or oh, I need to call Felicia, or like, oh, I need to follow up with that guy who said that he may know somebody who could buy my bike, right? All these things, when those loops are open, it's going to make our mind run, not necessarily slow, but more chaotic. It's going to make us so that we're more overwhelmed, more stressed, more anxious. And we wonder why we're walking day to day with all this stress and all this anxiety. And it's because we need to start closing up these loops. So by taking care of the things that need to be taken care of, starting with cleaning your home, creating space. And I'm not saying just like, you know, go balls to the walls, like crazy and clean everything. It's just really important to start small, take small baby steps. First, I'm going to clean out my wallet. Then next week, I'm going to clean off my desk or my bedroom or my closet. But don't think you have to do it all at once. I feel like a lot of people try to go from that zero to hero so fast and make that huge shift. And it's just not sustainable. So I was working with a client recently who was like, my house is a mess and she's working on her uh, financial abundance as well. And um, we really came to the conclusion that for her, the best thing to do is to just put a 15 minute timer on every day when she gets home from work and she'll just do a little bit of tidying, just 15 minutes a day. And so far it's been working wonders for her because she didn't have to make a huge commitment to doing it all at once. It was just a very small uh, habit that she gets to create. Yeah, I know that that even just cleaning your space for me, it's it starts with making the bed. And I remember I've had partners in my life who were like, "Why? Why? We're just getting back in the bed anyway. Like, why does it matter that I make the bed?" And for me, I mean, it's a major part of the room. It's a massive piece of furniture in your room that is a messy, and it creates that vibration. And so I think starting the day with gratitude, creating the space already kind of sets you in a positive momentum flow to be able to receive without you even asking. You've already kind Mm -hmm. of like put yourself into momentum where you're like, "Uh, 
I just feel good. I just feel great. I always love when people ask. I think you're like this too, but where, where someone asks you how you're doing and you don't just say good, you give them like a whole story, right? You tell them, oh, well, actually today I started with, you know, this manifesting and then I saw this thing happen and I met this person and oh my, and so I, I tend to get on tangents like, like you do, where people ask me, how's your day? It's never just good. It's always like, oh my gosh, amazing. And, and just those little shifts are so fun to like, especially to see people's reaction. Maybe that's my own ego, but I just love to see people's reaction when they're like, okay, I just I was hoping you would just say good. <laughs> it's so funny when people are like, how are you doing? And then you're, you just, <laughs> I saw this meme that was like when people ask how you've been and you end up going into like a deep spiritual like yeah. conversation. <laughs> the meme was just so funny. I don't remember the picture off the top of my head, but it's true, you know, you, and that goes back to that perspective as well. It's like, how are you doing today, Ryan? freaking amazing all these amazing things are happening and even if there's like literally nothing that's happened to you today you could be like i woke up i was grateful i made my bed i said hi to b b is uh ryan's dog you know mm -hmm. and like you're like yeah and she was so cute this morning like he found all that to be grateful for right versus when you say how, how are you what how, like how's, how's it going and then you're like oh it's okay you know same old same old same old same old what the no yeah come on and, and I liked what you said earlier, too, about how, like, um, we are different people, maybe day to day. But think about it. Our skin cells grow like how you have new hands like every I don't know how often, you know, your lungs or something regenerate like every seven years. So if you think about it, like our fingernails are continually growing. And the illusion is that we are stuck and same the same and stagnant and everything. But our fingernails and our skin cells are continually growing every yeah. single day, creating a new you. Yeah, it's, 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 there, there's a lot that happens in, in our day, whether it be vibrationally, whether it be, I mean, there's billions of people on this planet who are moving and interacting with one another. There are planes moving across the states, there's trains, there's cars, there's all kinds of commerce, there's all these things that are creating energies one way or another. And our job our, our, if we only had one job is really to be in alignment, to receive them, not, not to create them. We don't need to be the CEO of something. We don't need to, we just need to be in alignment to where we can receive what is already ours, right? I mean, it's, it's already ours. It's already there. You're pushing, most of the time we're pushing away our greatest tools, our greatest friends, our greatest abundance, our greatest loves. We're pushing them away because of resistance. And I know I am guilty of that because fear, right? Like this person is so amazing and I'm afraid. And so we push them away. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and, and even to the greatest of meditators and even the, we, we are all human at the end of it. And so it's a matter of saying it's okay to fail. Like we were saying, know that as your first step to success. You know, mm -hmm. you're, 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 that your failure is. So just cleaning, cleaning out the closet a little bit, huh? Yeah, I would also say that failure is not the end of the book. Like failure yeah. has never just ended the book, like the end and they failed. Like that's not how the books ever yeah. go. Yeah, the yeah. story of your life is not like she was a failure and that was it. Like it's like she failed and she got up and then she did this other cool thing and then she failed again. And it's always that continuous story because imagine if there was a book that you read that was literally just like they got everything they wanted the end like that would be boring it wouldn't yeah. really be worth reading 
While on the other hand, some of these self-made millionaires, and I'm just saying millionaires um, as an example, you know, they've gone through everything. I remember reading about this one guy who like came from another, you know, country and they had nothing. And, you know, like this happens all the time. And that story is so like, wow, that's powerful. He really made it happen for himself because he failed over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. We have a great story to tell. Our, you know, I, I ask this question a lot of my guests and I, and I, and it's mostly because this is kind of the topic for the show, just really in general is, is being an observer and allowing things to flow to you. So I think we do too much. I think we, we work too much. We stress too much. We, we just do too much. And really when we observe and sit back and receive, is when we're probably at our our happiest. I mean, our hap- our happiness is always within us. We know that, and it's begins to to flow towards us rather than us trying to find it. It's just coming out. So we need to to observe and and be in, the, in that present moment, which is what manifesting does and what these tools do. And I know that you lead. Um, you have you have an online group which is on Facebook, right? It's just mm-hmm. uh, Universe is my sugar daddy group. Is that right? Yeah, it's called The Universe is My Sugar Daddy. If you're looking it up, I think it's like facebook.com slash group slash The Universe is My Sugar Daddy 888. Um, but yeah, just, you could probably <laughs> type it in. The best way to find you is, is through your Instagram. You said so it's Ryan Amber, R-Y-I-N Amber. Um, all just one word. And you, you put a lot of um, content on there. I've noticed that from you that you are constantly creating. Um, and me too. But, you know, I just constantly creating content and new workshops so you just got finished with a workshop and you have one coming up uh, that i wanted to hear about right you have a a workshop so i just i just finished a workshop called the quantum creation workshop it was talking all about creating obviously and bringing things into your uh realm at quantum speed and right now i actually just launched my group coaching program so it's going to be a lot more in-depth a lot more how-to talking about more tools as far as making the universe your sugar daddy um for real and uh, kind of taking another step sideways to say like when the universe is your sugar daddy, it's knowing that you're always taken care of and that you don't have to wonder who's going to take care of you or ask for anyone to take care of you. Um, because at the end of the day, you got this and the universe got you. So yeah, I'm creating a group coaching program around that. It's going to be a six week thing and it's going to be a whole bunch of fun starts in the beginning of June beginning of June, 2021. And they can find out about by going to Ryan Amber on Instagram mm-hmm. and you'll lead them through your, I know your stories, you talk a lot about them. You're, you're, you're um, you do a lot of narratives on your stories and reels and that kind of stuff to, to create um, content, but also to really kind of paint the picture of why people need this. Right. Because mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think maybe in a former life of my own, I would have looked at some ads like yours and been like, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Like I live in a house with three other roommates and I'm bartending at night and then I'm working this other job that I'm hoping to be promoted to one day. And I'm hoping that someday and I'm hoping, hoping there's that word hoping that keeps coming up. And I I think we need to in, in your workshops and in your messages, you talk about don't hope anymore. No, no, that that is that you are entitled. Your DNA is no different then that millionaire that's down the road, your DNA is the same. You are a human who has potential and capabilities and the universe is always backing you. That's where Mm -hmm. it's coming from. It's always backing you. And that's Mm -hmm. a really powerful statement 
that's hard to say. <laughs> it's hard to say if you don't believe it. So you, you really have to kind of work that. So people find you as a coach to really keep them on that path. And they say, I need someone to make sure I don't get lost on the path. Um, mm -hmm. and, and sometimes it's for them to find their path because a lot of times I work with people who are like, yeah, well, that's cool. If you know what you want, so you can just manifest it, but I don't know what I want. Uh, so then I help them through reflection as well to get more clear on what it is that they want. There's a lot that you talked about, like deliberate, uh, not deliberate creating, being an observer, like just aligning to the, the vibration that's highest for you and allowing it to come in. And that is true when you are aligned. But if you're not aligned, how do you get aligned? Right. So that's something that I help people with as well. Is just using those tools, getting aligned, and maybe they need to start by reading your book, right? So what would I, I mean, your book is pretty easy to get through. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's not a real long, you know, lengthy, wordy book. It's really to the point. Um, you know, I, I read it in about two days, um, you know, just a couple hours each, you know, each time and it, and it was done. Um, and they, I, I mean, I got my copy from you, but um, Universe is My Sugar Daddy can be found um, is it on Amazon booksellers and, and so forth? It's on yeah. Amazon, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of places you can get it or they can contact you to, to get the book. I think that you're going to be doing more with this and hopefully, um, some coaching and maybe if you're ever out here, we'll set up some, some things for you to do some coaching now that we're on separate coasts here, but, uh, or at least sort of separate coasts. Um, yeah, I'm going to be having some retreats happening soon. And definitely I want people to, to listen to your messages because I think, I mean, I talk about law of attraction, but I, I think that you have a very um, no-nonsense way of approaching it that that makes it accessible rather than this unattainable law of the universe that is not in alignment with my own morals and beliefs that maybe people would think that. And mm -hmm. I talk it in a very spiritual way where you talk about it in a very no-nonsense, like no BS, just do it kind of way. And I think that your voice is needing to be heard by a, a, a you know, a large population because wow. frankly, a lot of us feel stuck, you know, a lot of people feel stuck and, um, you know, your light is certainly, um, bright, it's certainly bright for, for in, in this space. So, um, you know, those who are looking for a coach, definitely, um, Ryan, uh, Amber's where you can find her on Instagram, but Ryan Lokeets. Um, just a, a great person, friend, and uh, amazing manifester. Um, I'm really happy that you could come on today. And um, I wanted to to end today's session with with you kind of guiding us in a in a meditation. If if I know I kind of told you ahead of time that we were going to be doing that, but I want to so pretend like I'm putting you on the spot here. Um, but oh, I super down. Um, just to hear, I, I guide usually meditations or breath work at the end of my show every week, and um, I would like it to come from you. Wonderful. Thank you so much again, Ryan, for having me yeah. and for all your love and your light is so bright too. Mm. And I'm so grateful to have this opportunity to be here and to all the listeners. Thank you so much for being, you know, I want to tell the listeners right now that if you have found this podcast and if you're listening to these words right now, you are in vibrational alignment to receive this energy from Ryan and from me. And if you follow Ryan Bean, like you really are aligned to that. That means that you are doing the work, which means that you are ready to receive all this goodness that the universe has for you. And a, a lot of times we think we're stuck or we're not there yet. But just know that if you're here, you are on the path and you are already there. Actually. Yeah. So, yes. All right. Let's end with a juicy meditation. Yay. Yay.
meditation meditation i like it so wherever you are as long as you're not driving or holding you know crying baby something like that go ahead and find a comfortable place to sit up nice and tall imagine that someone was pulling a string at the top of your head finding length through the spine and we'll take a big inhale filling up those lungs big audible exhale let the breath go We'll take another breath in, inviting in love and light to every cell of your being. Another big exhale, releasing the shoulders, releasing the jaw, releasing the space between the eyebrows. And one more breath, feeling this inhale, maybe expanding all the way to the sides of the room. Another big breath out, relaxing any last piece of your body, your mind. Now allowing your breath to return to its steady, deep rhythm in and out through the nose. Allowing any thought that floats on in to just float right out. Like the waves at the beach, floating in and out with no judgments and bringing your awareness back to your breath. Good, now I want you to imagine in your mind's eye a picture of you the happiest, healthiest version of you. And I want you to see there the thing that you desire most, the thing that you wanna manifest, the thing that you want. Now I want you to start adding little details to this picture. What does it look like? What do you see in this picture of you? Once you've got all those little details in place, what time of day it is, who's there, who's with you. And I want you to tap into the sounds. What are you hearing around you? What are you saying to yourself inside of your head? And what are you not worried about? Taking another moment to really create this picture in your mind's eye. And then I want you to tap into the feeling. What does it feel like to have it all? Maybe you feel excitement. Maybe you feel accomplished. Or maybe it comes up as physical sensations in the body. Maybe you feel tingles on your skin. Or warmth in your heart chakra. Now I want you to just see that image, that vision, that reality. We're gonna take three more breaths, but with these breaths, I want you to take the biggest breath of the day and we're gonna pump life into this picture. We'll take that big breath in together, fill up those lungs. 
making it more bright, more vivid, big exhale. Two more just like this, breathing in, turning up the brightness, turning up the volume, turning up the sound. Another big exhale. Last one, bringing this vision to life. Biggest breath of the day. Go, go, go. Fill it up. Big exhale. Release. Relax. Surrender. Know that it is done. As if you sent that little message in the mailbox off to the universe and it's on its way to you now. In route for delivery. Wow. Thank you, Ryan. You're so welcome. That's something that can easily be done for, you know, in, in a five minute practice uh, every day if, if you wanted to, as you're in bed, you know, thinking about gratitude and, and all the things, just kind of lighting up the image of yourself is a really powerful, uh, really powerful image in general. It's like the, you know, that glow or that light coming out, don't, don't trap it, you know, let it, let it go. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still in the meditation. So (laughs) 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 yeah, I'm still in the meditation. So thank you for, for offering that That forever is going to be, um, be one that I, that I use. Um, the universe is my sugar daddy is out. Now you can join Ryan's groups on Facebook and look for a spiritual mindset coach. Ryan, thank you. I hope to see you soon. We can need to collaborate very soon. I'm so grateful for you. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Lots and lots of love. Sending lots of love to the listeners. Uh, Namaste to you. Mm. Namaste.